0: I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm a Power! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, not on the beat! A,
1: B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L.
0: I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? We're answering by watching every film he's ever made. I'm Artoon, and 3,000 miles away from me is my wife-to-be, Christina. Hello! And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through 40 years of cinema.
1: As a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with any other third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own.
0: For today's episode, we are reviewing Rumblefish, Released October 21st, 1983. We watched it on a Tuesday night on Amazon Prime Video, but if you have a Peacock Plus subscription or Peacock TV subscription, whichever the Peacock streamer is, it is streaming there, so you're in luck, Peacocks. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola and written by Coppola and S.E. Hinton, the film stars Matt Dillon as Rusty James, Mickey Rourke as the Motorcycle Boy, Diane Lane as Patty, and of course the one, the only, Nicholas Cage as Smokey. If you haven't seen Rumblefish, listeners, beware, we got spoilers. So why don't you spoil it for us, Christina?
1: This is an unforgettable story of a young man's <laughs> struggle to live up to his adored brother's reputation in an impoverished industrial town. Which is the description on Amazon Prime? Um, I found it helpful since it's troubling to know for me to know exactly what this movie is all about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think it hits the nail kind of <gasps> on the head there. Oh
1: do yeah! You not- oh yeah! In oh. that one sentence, Yes. Oh yes, yeah. Yes, I thought yes, that yes. was a good summary, which That's is a good I, summary. I read it. it good said, job! Well, it done. well done! Well done! Well done! Thank you. Thanks, my love.
0: Yeah, i I kind of I kind of vibed with this movie. I kind of liked it. What? oh <laughs> oh we're starting off we're starting off high and low here
1: do i don't know it's not it's it's in black and white the whole thing's in black and white which is hard for me i love colors and then it's also about a lot of men which mm, is also hard women. for me i love, love women. women i find Any... stories about men very boring
0: <laughs> which is i'd say that the only i mean i'm here for that but also, your favorite TV show, or one of your favorite TV shows, is Entourage. Oh, I which, love Entourage. Which <laughs> It's hard to wrap your brain around how that <laughs> could there's possibly strong, be
1: true. There's some strong women in Entourage. But there's some I, strong
0: women in Entourage.
1: I guess, I guess it's not fair to say. I do love some men, but <laughs> only really, really <laughs> troubled ones. Not all of them. I, I, anyway, anyway, we're not talking about Entourage. We're not we're talking, talking about, about Entourage. Fish. We're
0: talking about Rumblefish. You know what? Rumble I do Fish? think... I do actually think there is a through line and I did want to talk about this and uh, I was hoping to get into it that I think a lot of actors and maybe this goes all the way back to James Dean I think a lot of actors view this Matt Dillon character or maybe just Matt Dillon who I didn't really know before this film as kind of like the prototype of like the cool Hollywood guy to be am I crazy about that cuz he kind of yes, like reminds me You are me- crazy
1: You're thinking of James Dean, aren't you? You're thinking of well, no, I know
0: James Dean has like the like cool, you know, like white shirt, motorcycle jacket, you know, smoking a cigarette, motorcycle kind of vibe. But I feel like, what is Rusty James a version of that?
1: Kinda, but he's also he's also so it's like you have the outsiders. You have Mm -hmm. is like the gang life is so rough and terrible. And then Rumble Fish is like, oh, we miss the good old gang life days. And mm-hmm. so Matt Dillon does, and through Francis Ford Coppola and, and that vehicle, does sort of like trace that image of the like gang boy in the white feeder. But I think the sort of cool guy image that you're talking about goes back way earlier and is typically attributed to James Dean. All right, but-
0: fair. We can give it to James Dean, but I think... In a strong like Pokemon evolution, like if James Dean is the beginner Pokemon, Matt Dillon no. here Mm-mm. is the second Opposite. version.
1: Opposite, the other way around. The other it way goes, around.
0: It goes. James Dean is the Charizard, and then you go in reverse to Charmeleon. Is is Matt Dillon as Rusty James, and then the Charmanders like James Franco. <gasps>
1: I mean, that's not that's not how it works. Anyway, yes, yeah. So that's I, your that version of, kind this. of That's kind of what I'm saying, but it's not, also not. So don't don't pin me down on that point. But Okay, I'm I won't pin
0: you down. That. But that's kind of what I'm saying is like it's part of the evolution of I think this like kind of cool Hollywood guy. Uh, like this like image that I think some actors want to have kind of fits oh, into this yeah, description yeah, yeah. of like how they dress, how they talk, how they want to look. Or like what kind of parts yes. they're interested in kind of falls yes. into this, like, Rusty James, like, I'm just yes. a guy, like, I got a, actually a little bit of morals, even though I'm a bad boy, and, like, I want to love my girl, but also, I want to be free, you know, like, this whole, like, mm-hmm. I think it's the part that a lot of actors crave, like, this kind of, like, you know, the the everyman cool guy, almost, right?
1: Yeah, it's, well, yeah, and it's also just, like, big main character energy, like, it's that's, this big main that... character
0: energy, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what these, like, actors love, is they're like, I would love to just be smoldering in a corner, and everyone's like, he's so interesting. What's his story? I wonder what his home life is like. And and that's sort of, like, I think what this movie is like, is sort of like, oh, how can you make your problems everybody else's problems as well? Um.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> I...
1: Wait, 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 I was trying to say, I was, I'm sorry, I started, started re- taking re- pot shots for no reason, but I was thinking about the like that actor role that people like and how it's funny because Nick Cage in this movie is not the main character. No. But he still like wants to be, but I think both Nick Cage kind of wants to be, but I also think he is too like eccentric to fit into that role like you have to be a very Mm -hmm. certain type of pretty boy to be in that role Mm -hmm. um but also that he's so distinctly his character is like is so matt Dillon's character is like i should have inherited the gang kingdom from my brother but it has disintegrated and so i'm sort of like a a forlorn prince of violence yes he really does
0: feel like that forlorn prince like he's like i never got to be king but i you know the kingdom should be mine energy
1: and nicholas cage is like no the kingdom should be mine nicholas cage is like a, this like side character who goes if there was still kings i'd be the president which is just like the side character coming up being like i'd be the main character and it's like you're literally not you're literally make, not uh,
0: make no mistake christina Nicolas cage is a brutus he's brutus in this he stabs rusty rusty james gets stabbed by a piece of glass but he emotionally gets stabbed by nicolas cage because of what must have been the most insane like backwards like how am i going to get rusty james out of power situation so to bring to bring us back i want to kind of like go from the beginning of this to the end to really get yeah. how how smoky nicolas cage's character here how his I plan unfolds
1: sorry you're going to you're going to do it but i just want to like acknowledge the artifice for a moment of like especially with rumblefish i sometimes i'm like oh we say spoilers ahead like are our listeners are sweet listeners really like i know some people were watching some of these earlier movies are people watching rumblefish is something that i'm wondering of like did, did, did i i i, gotta I have faith in to the
0: listeners like, you gotta have some faith I, in I, the I listeners just, i just already <laughs>
1: want to be like don't don't watch rumble no no no
0: no no, no. <laughs> i i say watch rumblefish <laughs>
1: But I I guess I'm just sort of like, are we going to go forward with the assumption that most people watched Rumblefish? Because I I hate the dancing back and forth being like, well, if you watched it, you'll remember. And then like, for those of you who didn't watch it, then you, then let's summarize this. Okay,
0: think of it this way. Let's all get on the
1: same page.
0: I think the same page is we can talk about the plot and, you know, revisit it. And it's not a big deal because like... You know, let's say you watched Rumble Fish seven years ago, and you're like, I remember okay, watching perfect. it. Okay, perfect. Let's
1: say that's our hypothetical uh, our like <laughs> audience, is you watched Rumble Fish seven years ago. So you and remember it, just, just, but you need a refresher. Just, just you, audience listener now, know that that's your role. That's the position <laughs> you take, is that you watched it seven years ago. Okay, okay so great. Re- refresh it for us who watched it seven years ago.
0: So what, what goes down is Rusty James, he's got his girl, Uh, It's Diane Lane, who I believe was also in The Outsiders. It seems like we got a lot of crossover between The Outsiders cast and this cast. And they're kind of together, but it's such a, you know, she's like, I don't really want to be with you. You're so flip-flop. You know, you're here with me, and then you're also with the gangs. You got to choose, and like, you know, you got to be my number one. And he kind of says, yeah, but like, he still has to do one last rumble. Anyways, after this, seemingly out of nowhere, there's a party in a cabin, that the boys are gonna go to. Now, all the boys are there. Nicolas Cage is there. This is a full on orgy that is like unprompted. Like, it it truly is just like, hey, it's the weekend.
1: We gotta <laughs> I was go looking, out. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down, like making little notes, making my little movie notes, and you were like, there's an orgy happening, Christina. Look <laughs> yeah. up.
0: Look up. And I was like, we, what? <laughs> we had to rewind a couple of times just to see what yeah. was going on. Uh, just, so a, we couple got, just, just a couple times. Just to see what was going on. Just to see what was going on. For research. For research purposes. Um, no,
1: we watched it three times because at first I missed the orgy and then I had to watch the orgy and then I was like, Nicolas Cage was in that orgy and then we, so had, we to had to watch to it. Again. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so you catch him. You do see Nicolas Cage's full naked button this. So if that you know, if you're wondering which but how early in this film white, part, but it's so. black and white. So what are you really seeing? Yeah. Um, so and he's also like eighteen or nineteen at the time. So I guess brave, you know. If we're talking about the Nicholas Cage Artoon connection, when I was in college, actually, in a web series I did, I which will remain unnamed now. But dear listener, if you do your your due diligence, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. You can see my full bare butt in uh, this web series as well. So the Nicholas Cage Artune connections. You know, it, it it remains close. Christina is heavy breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: excited. I'm excited to tell people to YouTube startup Artune 2 Dancer to see more. <laughs> oh, that
0: wasn't even that wasn't even the one I was talking about.
1: Oh, but they should. But they also. should. They should
0: also. Yeah, startup. I What's was talking about high spirits. About? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got a lot of. You're constantly.
1: Of, you're doing a lot of nudity, and everybody gets pretty mad. About everyone it. gets
0: pretty mad. Um, My parents are not happy, but funny enough, I doubt <laughs> uh, Nicholas's parents were unhappy because uh, it was his his uncle. You know, his uncle was directing this. So. Oh. Which is a little,
1: you're like... Oh, your uncle uh, directs, directs your nephew in an and orgy it. scene.
0: It's not the best, but you know what? It's it It's making like the more right sense family. why <laughs> it was so
1: uncomfortable, too. Of like, why it was like, it felt a little I like I didn't a weird... find it
0: uncomfortable. I found oh, it like we oh, were oh, like wrestling. Oh, yeah, 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 just, there was just... a lot of wrestling going on. A lot seemed. of laughing. A lot of laughing. A lot of
1: like, Patting.
0: Except for (laughs) Rusty James, who Rusty James was like, he was kind of watching the orgy from the side, but then also like he had his own thing going on with just one girl, if you remember, like in a bed. Um, I don't know how he avoided the table of orgy, but uh, he managed Well,
1: I wonder if it's because, I didn't totally understand, but later on he's like, Rusty James is talking to Nicholas's Cage's character, who's maybe named Smokey. Smokey, Smokey, yeah. I don't understand. Um, but he's like, You mean when we went up to the cabin with your cousin? So based on that sentence, it sounds like Smokey's cousin was there, which I'm hoping is the girl that Rusty James hooks up with and that they keep mm. her separate from the orgy I hope Nicolas so as Cage well. Yeah. Because because Coppola and Cage are already so hyper conscious of how inappropriate the orgy would be with family members. Sure, they're like sure. they have to be in a separate room. I don't I like know, that. but I like that. I'll, that's, I'll that's, follow that's that. I like that. That's my theory good... that I'm gonna sort of smooth out some of the wrinkles there. That we're I, think me good, pretty I think that's a good. I think that's
0: a great. I think that's a great theory.
1: Thank you. But
0: we find out now. This orgy scene comes out of nowhere. And we're yeah. like, whoa! And they, it
1: seems very spontaneous. You it might. Seems say.
0: very spontaneous, <laughs> and then it's like afterwards, it's like all right, like we're back to the brothers hanging out. Like we're just like brothers are hanging out again, and then later on. Later on, Rusty James walks up to Diane Lane and he's like, hey, baby, you know, doing his thing. He's like holding on to his side where he got stabbed as he's like holding on the entire film. He's trying to talk to her and she's like, I know what you did. I know what you did up in that lake house cabin. You were with that like brunette girl or whatever. And I'm like, how, how does she know? But I'm sure like, oh, the, the guys talk then.
1: Because she comes in, she comes in and the guys are like, oh she means business because she's dressed to kill in this deep v mm-hmm. and she's got a little choker black ribbon around her throat she looks 10 out of 10 she's giving me big katherine zeta jones vibes mm-hmm. um and so and he goes over and he's like you look so beautiful you look amazing and she's like thanks i found out that you had sex with someone else when we were together so now i'm dating smoky
0: you day exactly and then <laughs> then he's like Smokey, and then and then i think to myself like okay i guess that's just the next guy like that's my next logical conclusion i'm just like she found out now she's gonna date smoky whatever but then he goes and has this conversation with smoky which is i guess Nicolas cage's like biggest scene in the movie mm-hmm. uh when he's kind of having that confrontation with uh with matt Dillon with rusty james mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he goes Hey Smokey, did you plan the whole thing just to so that I hook up with this girl and then you can tell uh, Diane Lane and then she'd break up with me so that you can get with her and then you can be president? And he was like, "Yes, because I'm sm- <laughs> because I'm smart. <laughs> unlike you, you've always been a bit of an idiot."
1: And that was <laughs> which she's getting told all the time. Everybody's like, "Man, you're so dumb." You're so like, dumb, like once,
0: and I he kind of takes Diane it. Lane.
1: Yeah, Diane Lane is like, you know, you're not word smart, and he's like, "Oh, and you also are too." And you were like, "That's like me." And I was like, "Oh,
0: I but no, so. I I am word smart. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: I'm every kind of smart. I'm street smart. Oh. I'm wood smart. Yeah. You know? Yes, you're yeah. so
1: right. Yeah." But yeah, yeah. Smokey's like, I did it. I did all of yeah. that. Uh, lined it up. Long this, game.
0: This is like, Nick- oh yeah, 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 Go for it.
1: Well, it's weird because it, it it's a to me the movie is weird because from the get go they have a lot of animosity and their relationship is unclear. Like they don't. Nicholas Cage and Matt Dillon don't seem to like each other from the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of it is like they're young guys who read the script and know how this ends and so they're like, I'm I'm not gonna be made a fool of getting close mm-hmm. to this other character.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: also But also it just like to me reads throughout and is too heavy-handed, weird of like Smokey is like aggressive and doesn't like rusty james i don't know i guess i guess i felt like the stakes were a little off kilter through the whole movie Mm. but i don't totally
0: i think for me it fit because i think it's like these are all supposed to be teenagers like you know 17 year olds and i think they're less tactful about like how they approach relationships like i think they're like once they kind of have something in mind like they're not speaking of another Francis Ford Coppola they're not like the Godfather they're not like you know like doing these big uh moves and like you know keeping secrets and whatever I think like it's it is very emotional I think the film itself is very raw and emotional and like you know kind of pure adrenaline and so there's like it does feel like the stakes are very high but I think it's because stakes are high for teenagers you know who, who want to like
1: what are you, talking you know rumble about? and are in are love and like all these about? things what? You don't think so? I, no, I thought I I thought the opposite, but I I mean I mean I hear you. I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't think you don't think? Don't you feel like teenagers are like the most, kind of like uh like raw like emotion? Yes, I that do. You can of find? course,
1: I feel that way. Of course, yeah. I feel that way. But I didn't find this movie felt that way. I thought this movie was in black and white and actually felt very slow and very old and feels like it is like a lot of the anxiety about youth and wasted youth that we've seen Mm -hmm. as a repeated motif throughout Mm -hmm. this film and the other films that we've watched. But Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like on its own, it did a good job of making me feel those stakes. I thought it felt uh, very silly overall and very loosey goosey and there's like too much going on. There's Mm. there's, there's a, a lot of- Damn bing bong and around but i wonder
0: i wonder how much of it like because you said again it is it is mainly young men like i wonder how much it is like like a guy guys connect to it versus like you know like being a little more of a universal picture does yeah, that make sense maybe.
1: or no yeah, yeah. Like, but this right. was another universal picture though this was oh, yes. universal yeah. studios <laughs> <laughs> nice Rel- nice released it. Yeah, well, yeah. let's actually use You're that cool.
0: to, to transition because I want to talk about the brother relationship here, which I think is the heart of the film is this relationship between Rusty James and the motorcycle boy. You know, the motorcycle boy reigns. He's this...
1: Yeah, that's the graffiti says the motorcycle, motorcycle. boy reigns and that's reigns like a king, not reigns yes. like a cloud. Yes,
0: reigns like water. a president, which I was shocked that that was the term they used for like the head of the gang as the president. Yeah. Did you know that? It was no. weird. It was weird. But so silly. If I'm I'm if I'm being honest, I've never been in a gang, so like uh, who am I to, to judge the the vernacular, if you will.
1: Oh, oh, yes, yes. thank
0: you. See, I, I am wood smut. you know what I mean? I make big oh. words. <laughs>
1: yeah um, but so so it's Matt Dillon Rusty James and then uh Mickey Rourke is motorcycle boy who he I, I was like very scared of when he appears he has very creepy energy very off-putting I would say unsettling guy I I described it as a uh, weird Dane Cook energy <laughs>
0: uh-huh. um
1: and at one point the characters some other characters are talking about him and they're like he looks so old I forget he's 21 which I was mm-hmm. like Whoa, I agree. He does look old. He doesn't look one twenty one. And they go on and they say, He looks so old, like he's like (laughs) twenty-five. It's like brutal
0: to hear. Kids No,
1: no, no, it's not brutal to hear. It's kids being silly (laughs) because kids don't understand what ages are. And the ages don't say how true it is when you talk over me after you didn't understand a word I was saying. (laughs) 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 No. Oh my god. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay well I but would... he's
1: colorblind too that's the brother mickey rourke character is colorblind which i think is part of why he's there. like how do you see the world and he's like yeah, black and white mm-hmm. and then the movie's in black and white and the only time there's a there's color is when we see the rumble fish which are the beta fish there's rumbles of the gangs, but then the beta fish rumble each other, mm-hmm. rumbling around. So that whenever you see the rumble fish, they're in color. And then when he, um, when Rusty James sees his reflection in the cop car for a brief moment, it's in color.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that's a moment where it's in his perspective. But for the rest yeah. of, whenever it's in black and white, my working hypothesis is that it is the view of the motorcycle boy uh, himself.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I... I agree with you like halfway on that because I think so the film is dedicated to August Coppola, Nicholas's father uh, and Francis Nicholas's older. father yeah
1: I didn't know this don't say it like yeah course So
0: August Coppola's older brother of Francis and he dedicates this to, to him. And wait, both- no, no,
1: no. Fra- just say, say that right. Francis' older brother August, or Fran- Francis yes. is the old. Okay.
0: No, Francis is the younger brother. August okay. is the older brother. Okay. And so he dedicates this to his older brother. And I mm-hmm. think there is now. I am speaking from this as an older brother myself. I don't have Close. an older sibling. I don't. In fact, I I've always kind of wanted an older sibling. I've always kind of wanted that older brother. Uh, but I've never I've never had one. And I think the closest. <laughs> I think the closest is, like, I remember doing theater in high school, and I was, like, the seniors felt like older brothers to me. Like, they were, like, really cool, and I just thought everything they said and did was cool. Um, even in college, I remember, so this will – you just kind of, like, you anything that the older sibling says or does, you want to almost, like, emulate. You want to – I mean, maybe you're more independent than I am, but I'm, like, I want to be like them or, like, like the things they like. Like, I remember – when I was a freshman in college at Tufts, where we both went, uh, I went to see uh, the Great Gatsby with Ryan Willison, who was a senior at the time, and I thought he was cool. And his with
1: Leonardo Di, Di, DiCaprio. Yeah, with, yes, with Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> not
0: Da Vinci. No, no, no. His acting career. I wanted is not to say tall. Da Vinci.
1: <laughs> <laughs> da Vinci's you saw acting me career. Think about it. <laughs> I
0: did. His career is still on in the works for his acting. Um, great scientist though, um, but. I remember. But you he went was, with Ryan Willison. Ryan Willison. Said. Yes, I went with Ryan Willison, <laughs> and I remember like he was going on and on about how cool it was, and I don't remember like not necessarily getting it or liking it that much. But I was like, yeah, actually, it's really cool. Like, you know, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I I was reticent, not reticent. I was like hesitant to have my own opinion because I was defaulting to what the cool older, you know, male figure was saying. And so I feel a lot, I feel that in a lot of this film where like, as you were saying, the motorcycle boy is not necessarily a cool guy, but in Rusty James's eyes, he's the coolest guy there is. He's like, he he was the pinnacle of like man, you know? Yeah. For him. And I wonder how much. brother. He loves his brother. And I wonder how much of that is like Francis looking up to August, who is also like very artsy into poetry, you know, like. All that kind of stuff. Oh, you're, are you, how do you? Oh,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm putting it together now of it being, of it being, of it's like, this is a story of two brothers. It's a story of the, two I, brothers. But that, but that it's, that it's like Francis being like, <laughs> this story is so about like, the younger brother is like, my old brother is so cool and so depressed, and it's hard for people to understand him. And now I'm like, wait a minute, Annis. if my if my younger sister made a movie like this, and she was like, this is for you, Christina, I'd be like, oh, oh no, oh my god. But August. And August Coppola is dead or is alive. He watches the movie. At the
0: at the it's time like of the making. no, he's yeah. oh yeah. He's he's alive. He's he's good to Okay. Alive.
1: He watches it. He's <laughs> he like, does. oh yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he liked it. You know, that 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 family is full of like super artsy, like Oh you know, yeah. they oh, and I'm they sure loved, you
1: loved it. Yeah. He loved
0: it. And even in this a lot of the influences of this, and this is the whole Coppola family, was the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, German Expressionism, the French New Wave, which are all the films that Nicolas Cage says these are my favorite films. So you can even see like the through line of his entire career getting up to uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, him talking about the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and how important it is. Because he, as a kid, the same way he tries to like tell his fake daughter and that like you got to watch these classics that's what was told to him by these cool older like you know uncle sort of figures yeah like this was his master class this was him being like this is what's cool in a way he's the rusty james to francis's motorcycle boy
1: what are you talking about what are you talking I guess I maybe maybe I don't know I don't know you're you're getting too crazy I'm you're feeling freaking it. Me out. I'm feeling I'm the energy fine. right now I'm but, like yeah. I don't know wait no wait I feel like you're trying yeah. to jump all over the place take a breath take okay, a breath all right, all right. like 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 for one I'm I'm just still thinking about this visual of August Coppola sitting in the audience like watching his son <laughs> be in an orgy and then his younger brother's like this one's for you big bro and he's like oh thank you and <laughs> And and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about um some of the reviews that I read of like when it came out at the time of uh, Richard Corliss for Time called it a professional suicide note to the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> What else janet moslin said um that it was a sign of how very paradoxical even aimless mr coppola's work has become which i felt like it had more of that like aimless like sort of like roaming around type feeling but you were you were telling me you've said on previous podcasts oh roger ebert ebert or whatever mm-hmm. he's so famous famous
0: <laughs> roger ebert, <laughs> yes
1: yeah and he he called it he said it was offbeat, daring and utterly original. Who but Coppola could make this film? And of course, who but Coppola would want to. <laughs> that's good.
0: <laughs> that's honestly great.
1: Which is I like I bring it up to say that we're talking about like the why does he want to make this movie? He's clearly obsessed with like this like the 60s gang life or whatever mm-hmm. it is that's going on there it's he he loves his older brother
0: he loves his older Um,
1: brother he loves this like ambly brambly around there is stuff that you can even even as someone who doesn't know about movies you can see he's doing things like he's constantly splitting the frame and and there's something going on in the foreground and the background Mm -hmm. um which is i i have an awareness is hard to do because you have to have your focus something about focus in and out that's um, that's tricky uh-huh. but he does it a lot um so i could see how people would call this self indulgent i don't know mm. it's funny it's always I, fun I, for me to think about
0: i think it's so funny you say that because uh this movie was made when you were like i wonder what you know why would he make this movie he made mm. this movie believe it or not out of financial necessity uh because after apocalypse so he's already made godfather one godfather two apocalypse now some of the you know Uh, The best movies of all time, incredibly high-grossing, but he essentially had this production company, American Zoetrope, I want to say. Zoetrope? I don't know how to pronounce that word. It was tanking. It was tanking money. He had just made one from the heart, which absolutely bombed. He was hemorrhaging cash. People didn't want to hire him anymore. They were saying it was crazy. Apocalypse Now famously was an insanely difficult set to work on. There's a whole documentary on it, Hearts of Darkness. Very worth the watch. He had to make this, The Outsiders, and this movie. In fact, he couldn't even really get financing for this movie. He had to essentially, when they were filming The Outsiders, he grabbed like Matt Dillon and Diane Lane and kind of just put together a sizzle reel of this movie to also just get the uh, backing to do it just so that he can get out from underneath himself. And he filmed it immediately after The Outsiders. Like, they were in Tulsa, Oklahoma shooting this. And he just, bang, bang, Outsiders and this. Like, the cast stayed over and just, like, went on to the next movie um, just because he needed some stuff out that was not going to cost a ton of money.
1: He needed some stuff out.
0: He needed some stuff out. He needed some – I mean, he (laughs) needed a picture. He needed a picture.
1: You're selling this to me like he was like, I got to make some money. So I'll release – a black and white indie love letter to my older brother, and that will put some cash in my pocket. Yeah, and make and it. Did financiers it. <laughs> t- yeah, this is now. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't read another review that I have here, which is Jay Scott called said Coppola may have the commercial sense of a newt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, but he I did know. say he
1: has the heart of a revolutionary, the talent mm-hmm. of a great artist. Yeah. So, I think it's this, it film is, talk.
0: this this film is so artsy. I it does, it's so it feels artsy. so sweaty and sexy and gross. So and
1: like, sweaty. Oh my god. Like it's, it's so bloody, it's emotional. It is classic. It's but it's like that classic. Like theaters are like, how do we show the audience that it's hot and it's because and all the characters are constantly like sweating or like Matt Matt Dillon's got an ice cube. He's a big hunk of ice cube. Oh yeah, that was great. Pushing on his face or he's sucking on. And then motorcycle boy is always he's always cool. He's always in his jacket. He's not sweaty. He's not too hot. But -hmm. everyone else is like, oh, it's hot. And for me, that stuff is always like. I forget about that. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I forget it's hot out. And then, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, they're really sweaty. Oh yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like so hot here. Like whatever. I feel it that doesn't. Now. If it doesn't, like sometimes, sometimes it has an impact. Like I think, I think Streetcar Named Desire with Marlon Brando is, you can tell that it's too hot and people are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think. I think Rumblefish is way too ambly-brambly for it to be like, it's so hot, people are going crazy. Because that's not like always why people are going crazy in Rumblefish, Mm -hmm. is because it's hot. Sometimes it's a lot of other things. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you want a a film about it being too hot, uh, it's Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. That is
1: a movie. When, when did I say, when did I say, R2, at, I really saying, want a film where it's too hot. I opened it up saying, feel it, this is right like thing. a trope of the theater that I find annoying. And you are like, I hear you, my wife-to-be. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I have your solution. It's a movie wreck.
0: I had to put it out there. It's good. We it's should watch it. It's not even a
1: Nicolas Cage movie. We should watch movie, it. It's not.
0: To-
1: <laughs> don't, don't. I'm getting worked up talking about these Mujis, okay? So you have to stop. <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh,
1: Speaking of black men, though, there's a skinny Lawrence Fishburne. There's a skinny with hair.
0: With hair. I don't know if I'd ever seen Lawrence Fishburne with hair.
1: I've seen him with hair, but he's so skinny. He's He's like going to blow away in the wind. He's a toothpick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Uh, Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he was totally as part of But he's
1: underused. Of, it's like this un- is what I think about the whole film is like I feel like Nicolas Cage is underused. He comes across like really weird. He like I I still think he's I want to talk do you, sorry, do you want to talk about something else before we talk a little bit about Nicolas Cage or you no, wanna, let's
0: get into it. Let's get into it.
1: Okay, cuz I just want to say I'm just thinking about it about how like He's doing really good. I was I was complaining about how from the get go. There's too much of like the animosity between Nicolas Mm -hmm. Cage and the Matt Dillon characters. But Mm -hmm. I do think that there is still good stuff that Nicolas Cage is doing. There's a cool part. There's a cool part later on where they are giving a toast to Rusty James. I don't know why. I don't really remember why. I don't remember what he's done. If he's like he won the local rumble recently or something. But they're (laughs) like "Yay to Rusty James. And they give a toast and Nicolas Cage's character lifts up his glass uh, is like, yeah, toast. And then he, as everyone else drinks, he sets it down and he switches to sipping out of a flask that he was holding. Yeah. How did you
0: even notice that?
1: I clocked it because I'm looking. I was like, I was like I was looking if I'm not looking down writing I'm looking at the screen and then I'm seeing everything I'm either missing full orgies as they happen or I'm being like Nicolas Cage is at the bottom of the screen and he just switched which receptacle he's gonna wow. drink out of and it's a, it, and that's a cool like there's little stuff like that that feels so thoughtful is like he is not drinking for Rusty like mm-hmm. there's there's things that you can catch but it also feels like it's like it's so easy to miss that stuff there's Mm -hmm. so much other nonsense going on Mm -hmm. i think there are ways to argue artistically about it like i do really like the first rumble the sound mixing is so cool where they're like yeah, you uh, you can interrupt me for a second but I'm going to want to talk fi- about But the the fight
0: choreo as well like the I thought the no, the, the oh, way it was no, the fight choreo no, was shot I and the sound was it was gorgeous it was truly I don't gorgeous. know
1: about the fight choreo I don't know about that I'm not going to agree with that but I will say about the sound the sound is so cool because in the what I noticed about the sound is like you have the rumble rumble of the trains mm-hmm. one first they're like the rumble is tonight 9:30 is rumble time the rumble and as they're saying rumble you're seeing the fish so you're like it's rumble fish this is the movie rumble fish But then they're having the rumble later, and the train is going by, rumbling around. They have – there's the yelling. There's the heavy breathing. There's the scuffling. There's – as the two main rumblers, Matt Dillon and his foe, are rumbling, they're, like, talking to each other, so their voices are being heard. And you can hear their voices are echoing through the, like, warehouse that they're in. And I'm just, like, all of these sounds – you can't record it once. You can't just record this on the scene. Oh and no, be no, like, certainly not. Perfect.
0: It would sound like, like chaos.
1: <laughs> it would sound like chaos. So I don't know for sure like what was recorded when or mm-hmm. how they balanced it or mixed it because you can hear like what's supposed to be crystal clear is crystal clear. There's still echoes around things. There's still the grating rumble throughout. Like having the ringing clarity in with that like grumbling growl through that scene there's times where you're like the technical skill is so amazing and then Mm -hmm. other times to me it feels like this film like water spilling out of a fish tank into a river (laughs) is just flowing (laughs) all over the place into a mess and you're like whoa fish are not supposed to be in a river not beta fish
0: fish are supposed to be in a river
1: not all fish, especially not fish that are in treated pet store water in aquariums. There are also some fish are supposed to be in like salt water versus yeah,
0: that's true. River I don't. I don't know where the big like fish are supposed to be.
1: Filthy bay water. They were not yeah. supposed to be in that river. They were doing death spasms at the uh, end.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what it was symbolizing. <laughs> it was like
1: even if you get free, you will die because this is not the place Damn. for you.
0: <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even think of it like that.
1: Yeah, well, you wow. gotta think about it. Think through. Let's examine the other moments of Nicolas Cage's performance here. We've no, got a sure. good movie where it's like, it's weird, it's big. So the other moments that he is on screen, we can actually hyper analyze, such as uh, <laughs> I think he does really well with Diane Lane. I think that his strengths is like when he's, I think he does better with female scene partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he like has incredible body language and presence when he's Mm -hmm. around female Mm -hmm. cast members that it it seems like very uncomfortable very like like I get that they're not supposed to like each other but it also seems like Matt Dillon and Nick Cage don't even know how to act around each other be around Mm -hmm. each other um but (laughs) but do you remember that part where he gives her Nicolas Cage gives Diane Lane a bracelet as a gift and yeah. she's like oh thanks and he's like yeah there's a picture that picture there is of me at my fifth birthday
0: vaguely like,
1: look- <laughs> he's like here's my brand new girlfriend i schemed to get i'll give her a present it's got a picture of me as a toddler on it that's so weird
0: that's so weird but that's, we- that's 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 like uh that's the script like i feel like that's I feel like he's doing justice to that part of like giving, giving her that bracelet. You know what I mean?
1: I guess I feel like it's the responsibility of the actor to stand up <laughs> to, to your uncle <laughs> and say, that doesn't make any sense. That's a crazy thing. I feel like it's more likely that Nicolas Cage was like, don't worry, I'll wing this part. Like I know, like I'll just like, Say something about the bracelet. Or, or If it's in the script, that's crazy, well, I Arjun. Like, well, that's I, crazy. That makes
0: sense. These kids are crazy. I also think it's like, this is his... So this is he filmed before Valley Girl. So I think this is his first time really on set having a big part. So I don't know how much how much he'd be like, I got to go. Because he was trying to dissociate himself from his uncle oh, here wow. a little bit. Because he was still... He changed to Nicolas Cage in the middle of production because everyone was still like, you're only here because you're... Uh, his nephew
1: did Nicolas cage do a good job here if we're talking that we're, you're mm-hmm. telling me now of like okay think about it he hasn't filmed valley girl yet like you said mm-hmm. he's done so he's done fast times where he and was like cu- he was like cooked by his uncle as <laughs> yes. an extra so now he's well, he, was a, he was an, that was
0: not his uncle
1: oh yeah that was somebody else that was, that was, yeah, that yeah that was that amy heckerling was heckerling okay yeah. so what did he done with Coppola? This is his
0: first thing. This is his first thing with this Coppola. This is his I mean, first thing with Coppola. I mean, he's his uncle. He lived with him for like he a year when he uncle. was 15. Uh, yeah. He lived with him for a full year I
1: just, I just feel like, but he's also, and he's also 18 still. I'm he's his eight, either he's 18
0: 17. or 19, yeah, I think.
1: He's 18 or 19, so he doesn't yeah. really know. I, I'm just like, I think things like that. I want actors to start feeling more responsible for... Um, like dumb lines in the script, because I think somebody has to stand up for the viewers' rights to not. Have I to experience I'm shaking dumb my head here. I'm scripts. shaking
0: my head. And I, I think I I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm just saying maybe
1: head. maybe he should have <laughs> said, hey uncle, this is a weird line about like how there's a picture from their, his birthday party on this bracelet. Maybe, I don't, he I don't that thing maybe he did say Francis something, and Francis was in. like, "That happened in my life. Don't make fun of me. Your dad would be very <laughs> disappointed in you." August wants this to be in the movie. Don't. I don't know. Me
0: I, again. I I I feel like God. it can't be an actor's responsibility to uh, to like clean up the script. Like, maybe if they're older, like when you see like they're an executive producer on a project, then I'm like, if the script is bad, I can blame the actor. Mm. But otherwise, otherwise, I'm like, their job is to make the lines make sense, and maybe give like a, you know, thing or whatever. But I'm like, you can't blame the actor for that. Their their job is to show up and say the lines and make them good. Like they, you know, another contention, another uh, contender for best actor of all time. They say, Jeff Goldblum can give any line as boring or as dull as it is and make it sound interesting.
1: So, so, so then I, I, this brings me to the greatest actor point of like, if, if, I thought that line sounded insane, but it also felt like Smokey was like, this is what Smokey would do. Smokey's yeah, like... Yeah,
0: Smokey's crazy. <laughs> Smokey <laughs> planned an elaborate ruse orgy so that he could take <laughs> Russell <rest of> James' <laughs> girl.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I could live with that more. And Smokey also chooses to wear a tank top with a mock turtleneck A shocking class. look. <laughs> a shocking a sh- look. A <laughs> shocking look. A shocking look.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... But he also his other look that he wears is his Wild Deuces Two of Spades jacket.
0: Yeah. Good jacket. Good jacket. I'm okay. here for that one. I like I, this. I
1: just I just think it's good to clarify what I can and can't blame Nicolas Cage for in the performance of the things there are things that I didn't enjoy necessarily. But oh,
0: sure. He, I thought he looked you know. like a twerp some of some of the time. I felt like was he like was like a big time twerp. I felt he was still figuring out for me, like how to necessarily be So this is actually this is an interesting point. For him to be natural on camera, which I think the more you look at his career, the more you will see that he's unnatural, that he is very expressive. And I think it's because maybe he's not, or he learns later to be more comfortable being natural. But at this point, like it's a lot of like his mouth, like I do this when I'm acting, like my mouth is just open when I'm listening. And I'm like, close that mouth, man. You gotta just kind of like listen in a different way. But I think he's i can see him learning i can see like there's points when he is really great and there's points when he's still i think just figuring out how to be on camera
1: yeah i do i do agree with that and that there is learning curve and you don't have to be perfect all the time and um that it's that it's oh shoot what were you oh no
0: i was talking about me with my mouth open acting and i go ah close that mouth
1: A motif we have on this show is um, that the best form of acting is when you can be yourself, be comfortable presenting yourself in the role, but you're showing, Mm -hmm. like, the true self. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there are moments when you see that. um, Like, I think when he's saying that line about the, there's a picture of me from my fifth birthday, it is the Mm -hmm. kind of, like, bizarre thing. It feels like Nicolas Cage loves to be like, oh yeah, this is this crazy thing. But here you go. Here you go. This Like, I'll just pass this off to you now. Um, and he it is wild. Feel, At this point in his wild. life he already
0: had a full two and a half foot monitor lizard that he called Smokey. This guy <laughs> would give someone a bracelet of a, a picture of him from fifth grade. Why in fact, I'm fully earlier. turning it around. Yeah. I'm fully yeah, turning yeah, yeah. It around here.
1: Is, yes. Good, good, good. Yeah. I love that. I like that better because I can, like, come around on that a little bit more um, mm-hmm. versus, like, there's the scene, when he's saying the scene, like, I'd be the president, that was a line where it felt, it, it felt more uncomfortable that monologue is, like, is more like he's, like, trying. It's, like, a monologue. You don't really know what you're doing. Like, I, I, I felt like it was a shortcoming on Coppola's part that, like, it felt so uncomfortable and so, like, what's going on here? But I think I think this is a very personal movie, like we're saying, and it mm-hmm. does feel very much like he just did exactly what he wanted. And it's like, okay, well, not mm-hmm. everybody ends up loving every part of it, but I guess you have a movie to give to your brother. So what more could you want?
0: Yeah, and you'll be happy to know, Christina, coming up Will in a couple I? of weeks, we have another Francis Ford Coppola in which Cage, at this point, goes against everything his uncle tells him. Because he no longer wants to this is Peggy Sue got married, which we'll get to mm-hmm. soon. But mm-hmm. he basically is like, I don't wanna be my uncle's like pawn. I'm my own actor and I will everything he says I'm gonna do the opposite of. And so we'll get wow. to see actually what that looks like that pretty soon. Tough. It's <laughs> gonna be tough. a wild ride. Oh my god. Now with that, you wanna get into the ratings?
1: Yeah, we can get into the ratings. Eight and a half, Nick Cage is out of ten. Cages for me for the performance. <laughs> I give the movie three and a half stars. That's my polite. That's very handshake. kind. That's my handshake. That's very rating. kind.
0: That's a very kind of you. Um, I think I'm going to give Cage seven out of ten stars here. <gasps> uh, seven out of ten cages. Seven <gasps> out of ten cages. Um, I think he does a great job, but I think he has a lot to learn, uh, and I mm-hmm. think he only improves from here. Yeah. And I like I like some of what he does, but I also again I just feel like he's great. But I think he's yet to find out how to be natural. And I think for him to find out how to be natural, which we see an unbearable weight of massive talent, he has to first learn to be unnatural. So I'm excited to see where this journey takes us. As for the movie, four out of five, I really liked it. There's a criterion cut of this. I am thinking of getting it, much to Mm. (laughs) to (laughs) Christina's chagrin. This is, I will say, now, if we're looking at it just up to the year, at this point he's been in Fast Times, Valley Girl, and Rumble Fish two out of three has gotten the criterion release <gasps> for these films so he is crushing his criterion ratings percentage um,
1: but that uh, that that I'm like that's the Hollywood that's coming from old Hollywood like you get you get signed up to be you don't have to pay your dues on crummy crummy movies so you get to start out doing cool movies.
0: That's you're saying true. it like yes. like
1: like he no, 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 did such true. a good job, like landing these like like roles. I'm like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, but let's not get too carried away. Being like, wow, what a self-made man. Which all
0: right, wow. <laughs>
1: I, I just don't get too carried away. Is all I'm saying. Also, good. I, I, I'm just before we end, let's just also say, look out, Sophia Kabbalah. <laughs> good job in this movie too. <laughs> with her big, she's Patty's sister, little sister. Oh with my her god. Big, Big buck teeth. <laughs> she, she, she honestly was, was great. She, she was great.
0: great, but my God, that's when I was connected to being an older her dad, sibling. Her dogs her. Her dad, well, also, <laughs> Rusty James and uh, Diane Lane, uh, they're trying to get it on. And she's like, I have a 10-page report due. And I'm like, you gotta go away. You gotta go to your room and leave these two alone. I have been around a younger sibling who is like, I gotta hang out right now. And I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: It's good to hang out it's good it's to good hang to hang out, out. yeah well well and we've said on that how we've-, <laughs> well, we've said how we, said how we feel i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it. we've said how we feel we've said how we feel okay we've said how we feel about the movie we'd love to hear from you <laughs> you can find us on twitter and instagram at cage question send any emails to cage old question pod at gmail.com if you like what you heard please subscribe to the podcast feel free to throw a five star review our way for our next episode we're watching 1984 film racing with the moon is that right Arjun? yeah mm-hmm. we hope you'll watch with us and listen in signing off this is christina
0: and our nazareth asking you the, the cage old question to the declaration of independence I'd like to take his his face. Oh. was a little drunk. Plus I was horny.